Hi, and welcome to Into the Journey with Desiree. I am Desiree Holmes Sharini, your host. And today I'm joined by Deborah Drummond. And I'm very excited to interview her because she has quite an interesting history in business and also how she's followed her passion and her intuition. Let me just uh, read her short bio here and we'll find out more about her while we talk. Deborah has been an entrepreneur for close to 30 years. Her career has been based on her ability to work and communicate with people on many different levels in many different sectors. She has mastered her skill of intuitively sensing what's needed in the interactions, delivery, and closing of presentations. She has an incredible skill in speaking. Deborah has had two radio shows that required her to answer on-the-spot questions while on the air. She has taught to over 20,000 people, lectures and presentations, and to audience of five people up to 20,000, from talking to veterans, to single parents, to wealth accumulators, and even dental hygienists. Deborah has the ability and the sensibility to be able to deliver information on the best way that it can be heard. She is a strong believer in personal development and research and is an avid reader and student of life. Deborah has been interviewed many times on web programs, radio, TV, and live on stage and knows all too well how it feels to be interviewed. That's what makes her incredible interviewee. She has a zest for life, a great sense of humor, and is able to bring out the best of the person she's interviewing with the most powerful way of delivering that person's message. So welcome, Deb. It's really nice that you joined me, and I'm just really happy you're here. So, well, thank you so much. It's yeah. such a pleasure. Yes, it's nice to have you. And so um, Deb and I met uh, synchronistically, intuitively. And, um, and I always love those connections that happen. <clears throat> and you're in Vancouver, right? I am. Vancouver, Canada. Am. I'm in Washington, DC. And I, I'm just gonna tell that little story about how <clears throat> synchronicity leads people together for whatever reason. And maybe we'll find out more as we go on, uh, just knowing each other. But we're Facebook friends because of what we do. And, you know, somewhere along the way, we friended each other, but we weren't really, you know, following each other or keeping in communication. But she reached out to me about collaborating because she's near Washington. And I responded, well, sure, it'd be great to talk to you. So we set up a, a time and then we realized our times were different. And she was talking about Washington State and said she's near me. And then when I looked at her profile, I'm like, wait, she must have moved to Washington, D.C. from Vancouver and just not changed her bio. So <laughs> we were talking about two different Washingtons and on two, two different coasts, really. But uh, we were meant to connect. And so that's how we ended up here doing this interview. So I, I, love, I love that story. I love stories like that. So, um, Deborah, I'm going to start with. Uh, I like to kind of go chronologically, but we can bounce around whichever way you like. So tell me about your entrepreneurship, how you began in that area. Okay. Yes. It was a very interesting story how we met. And then in discovery, we actually were both part of an organization together and didn't even know it didn't cross paths. So right. um, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's so nice to be on this side of it. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, I think when I think about the 30 years that I've been in, who knew, right? Like right. just who knew, but um, my first venture into health and wellness and becoming um, my the business owner of my first business was, you know, with a desire. It really was. I was I I was very much in a search mode. You know, when you're kind of 
wondering where it is. I have a great addiction for good music. And I came really from the nightclub scene, management, serving. And yeah, I just absolutely love that scene. But I think that I could, you know, I could paint that picture, but most people would realize after a certain point, um, it, it became, it, it wasn't so attractive. It was, I love the music, but I'm like, this is not a lifelong career for me, not kind of where I wanted to go. And through some serendipitous events, I discovered and researched that I'm like, you know what? I really want to work with women. That was the first thing. It was one of the things I want to work with women. I actually took a career course and they're like, oh, you'd be really great at this. And I was really interested in women's studies and the history of women and religious studies. So I actually went and signed up for a religious studies course and a women's studies course in Vancouver. Um, yet I was living in Montreal at that time because I just wanted to get, get away. I am from Vancouver. And oh. so just before I came home to take those courses, I found out I was pregnant with my first child. Uh-huh. So that took out the four-year women's studies course. And ironically, the religious studies course got canceled. Oh. Uh, and I'm like, oh, no. well, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do now? You know, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm employed. <laughs> pregnant, not a great, you know, not a great position. And so here's the story. I, um, I don't eat, you know, I, I eat very clean. And at that time I wasn't doing wheat, dairy and sugar. I'm still not, but I wasn't then. And we're talking 28 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one restaurant in my city that I actually have to say made that's up. probably why it's hard to look at you and believe you've had a 30 year career because <laughs> that, you know, you haven't been like you were 10 when you started, obviously, but go on. <laughs> well, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I, there was one store that made muffins that I could eat at. And it was not, you know, it was probably a good 45 minute drive, but I was pregnant. Uh-huh. And I wanted one. And so I said to my partner, I want that muffin and we're going now. He's like pregnancy wins. <laughs> and as I went into that, that restaurant to get that muffin, as I walked out out of the corner of my eye was a pink flyer and something told me to grab it. And I grabbed it and it was literally for a massage course. And I'm like, now I'm pregnant. You got to think of, I'm five months pregnant actually. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed this course and just something, just something inside, you know, I could just breathe. Yeah. So I went home. I had always loved to get massage, but never really had a great experience of holistic massage. I used to have this massage therapist that used to tell me all her problems while I was massaging. Not quite what I was looking for, but I didn't know. I didn't know the other way. You know, I didn't know anything better. And I called this woman and I said, I'm just really drawn to your course. And we had this great conversation. And she said to me, I've never taught someone so far along in their pregnancy. There's some really holistic work that we do in the class. I really need to know if you can handle it. And I'm like, well, what is it? And she's like, well, we're going to do some rebirthing. I'm like, I actually have done rebirthing. And so we got to the point where she said, look, I'm willing to consider you for the course, but let's meet in person. I'm like, okay. Now I lived in a place called Burnaby and there was Vancouver and where she lived in Vancouver was very close to kind of, I don't know. I always want to say the water on that side, but let me just say from a drive standpoint, it was a good solid 30, 35, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so, um, my partner was going to be working and he goes, okay, well, like, so we just figured out this bus route for me to take. Now I had not had a lot of experience in the area of Vancouver. She was in, I remember the name of the street. That's all I remembered. I got on the bus, which was, I think one of two or one of three. And all of a sudden I realized I lost her address. I forgot her address. Now look at, I didn't have a cell phone. Cell phones didn't exist. Um, I couldn't Google and try to find her name. I didn't have a laptop or an iPad or nothing. It literally was a piece of paper that I obviously left at home. And I'm ha- I'm all the way down Vancouver. I don't have a cell phone. So I, can call- so I was like, I don't really know what I'm going to do. 
I don't even know why or how it kicked in because my intuitive abilities weren't that heightened at that point. It was the beginning of my 30 year career in holistics. The street that she lives on is as far as it yeah. is wide. I mean, it is a street that just goes on. It's, it's like everyone's main street in there. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's probably 30 blocks. Yeah. And I got off. I'm like, okay, well, I think I, I think I should get off here. I got off the bus stop. I walked up to the street and I could have gone left and walked an hour or right and walked an hour. And I, and I turned right and about five houses in, I go, I think that's it. Oh. Now, seriously, bizarre. I go to the door and it was it. That's so amazing. That's mm-hmm. so lucky. You know, I, I'm smiling because I, around the same age, probably I did the same thing <laughs> in San Diego. No cell phones in those days. My, you know, um, yeah. husband had the car because where he worked was someplace else. I took the bus. I got, a, I got on the, I don't know where I was. I don't know what I was doing. Got off the bus and I'm like, where am I? And I walked like 20 blocks to get home because I really, I just knew I had to go a certain direction. So I was kind of smiling as you're telling that story. <laughs> Unfortunately, it wasn't five houses away. It was 20 <laughs> blocks through San Diego. Um, right. But I, I'm laughing it, because yeah, been there, done yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, right. It was such an incredible story. And here's the thing we met, it was, you know, love at first sight. On the second day I took her course, I said to myself, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And I had a 27 career, 27 year career. And I doing that work, that work opened up a million doors for me, as you know, and I will still do that work now if it's a God job. So, you know, I shifted my business a few years ago, but if someone finds me, if they go to my massage site, if they, and they call me though, you know, I'm blessed to be at that part of my life where those are God jobs. I, I, I take them because I think they're meant to be and um, they're a gift. So. Oh, that's great. So what, where, where did you go next? What, yeah. what came after that? What, what well, you know, I, yeah, I took my course. Uh-huh. I had my daughter. Another cool serendipitous thing is because I worked in the club scene before I used to get a lot of American money in Canada. That's, you know, a good okay. thing. So we, we put it in a separate account. Um, and, um, I was supposed to have my daughter and, uh, I was due and this amazing couple was coming in to teach aromatherapy. Again, we're talking years ago. People didn't really know. And my teacher said to me, um, it's this much money American because they're coming from the U S I had the exact same amount in my, in my account. And I said, I really want to take it, but I'm due to have a baby. And she's like, well, if you pay it, you got to pay it. Cause we got to give it to them. There's no return or any refund. If you think you're going to be late a week, then, you know, so I just risked it. I went on it and, and I met this wonderful couple. It introduced me to aromatherapy. Obviously I didn't have the, my daughter was two weeks late. Maybe she yeah. knew. And uh, a window of opportunity. Yeah, like, yeah. Just wait a little bit. Yeah. And then I started a whole beautiful career um, owning an aromatherapy massage studio. I started off on my own. Um, having a massage studio. And then because I um, was so versed in aromatherapy, my teacher who was the, the, the couple that came that weekend ended up being my aromatherapy teachers, my Ayurvedic teachers, my chakra teachers, and all of the wonderful things. And she just said to me, if you can't teach it, you don't know it. And she, I think, chose that to me because I, I'm a teacher by trade. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mentorship is not a, it's like, Ooh, I don't know what to say. You know, it just kind of came to me because I'm a giver. Right. And so she's like, that's what I want you to, what you want you to do. And so I continued my studies with her and then incorporated that into a beautiful massage company. And then not too soon after that, I was doing a massage and I, and I don't know who it was, but I, I remember massaging this gentleman's leg 
And I heard a question, what would you do if you had a million dollars? Now, at that point, I had a young girl, uh, single parenting. Um, I only had $2,000 to my name in my bank account. And I said, I would start an aromatherapy home party company. And so I took my little $2,000 and because I'm a formulator, I formulated like 300 products and somehow self-funded and self-endured building this aromatherapy direct sales home party company, what people would maybe know as Tupperware, really trying to teach people about aromatherapy and natural products and clean products. You know, honestly, probably 15 years before the world was ready for it. Um, And then I started a gemstone company at the same time. um, And I did these home party companies, just teaching people about gemstones and healing and aromatherapy. and, And I had those companies for 17 years. That was really the first really encompassing. So it was a very busy time. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I love it. You know, that um, it sounds like, would you say from way back, like when you were a teenager or even, um, did you always feel drawn to the alternative uh, therapies or alternative ways uh, of, you know, like you said, you're already a clean eater early on. So Mm -hmm. where did that come from? Was that your parents? Was that something that you just felt in touch with? Um... Yeah, you know what? I, it's a great question. I came from um, a very traditional uh, family. Um, you know, uh, there was no talk of health food. Um, I mean, it was, you know, you had, you know, like I, I really always wanted, you know, Fruit Loops for breakfast. And my mom, like, those aren't healthy. You have to have Rice Krispies, but you know, that kind of thing. But there was <laughs> with no the sugar on top. With the sugar on top, you know, bananas and sugar and, you know, yeah. cinnamon toast and all that good stuff. So I came from, um, a not, a, a not, um, I didn't come from that environment. I didn't come from a healthy environment, a granola environment, or, right. you know, microwaves came out. Our family had one food came out in tin. My mom was a single mom. We had chef boy RD in tins, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't come from that, but I always, um, I probably, I felt very black sheepish. You know, I felt very much. I was the first entrepreneur in our whole family. Um, I started, you know, I used to be called a hippie, right? Like people used to call me hippie. I fell in love with unicorns before they were cool to have unicorns. You know, like I got a unicorn tattoo when I was like 15 and hid it from my mom. And and I, I, my mom used to say to me, you know, you always, you're always cheering on the underdog and not to say that we are the underdog, but we certainly were the ones that had to break ground and, I think I had great quests for like pioneering. And so it was really, I was the kid that in science class, I didn't do so well in science, which is funny because I'm a geek now. And my science teacher said to me, look, you know, I want to pass you. You want to pass, right? I, I, there was a couple of classes I couldn't do like the dissecting animals and stuff. I was like, I couldn't stomach it. So he's like, look, I know that you love rocks. Like I loved rocks. So just put together a little rock thing. And I was the kid that was picking up the rocks and the seashells that looked like hearts. And I would go on those trips with your mom and you could, your parents, and you could like buy for a buck, like the little yeah. cup of the polished stones. So I took the little, little bag, polished, get as many as yeah. you can in there and tie it in there. You can in there. So I just still do that. Report. I know, right? Me too. I did this little report on these colored stones yeah. and what they, what they meant. And he passed me. And so I think I always had that inkling. I'll tell you though, um, I believe that I could trace it all the way back. And if there's one thing that drives me all the way till, you know, my first memories, I was always comfortable in a place of service. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, and I think that's what really the Dharma is for me is like just being in service. So helping people become healthier and wealthier um, and 
teaching people how to, how to do that. I do that together. It's just a beautiful synergy for me, but I think it's because I always want people to find the the best part of themselves. And, um, I'm not, I'm not quiet cheerleader. Like I'm not so quiet anymore because I don't have to be, but I'm like, I always was like that cheerleader or yeah. Like my mom said, I used to, we used to watch boxing. Okay. I mean, some people love it. Some people don't. Um, but I remember she was like, you always vote for the underdog. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, come on, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. You know, I, I'm like, really, as you're talking, you know, maybe we, sh- we share the same, uh, maybe somehow we're, we're connected as the same person, <laughs> you know, because okay. I'm like, yeah, I, you know, so, so um, I, I really, identify with what you're saying and I remember you brought back an early memory I got of you you know you could get the little cardboard with the rocks glued on there and like nine or 12 of them and what they were and that was probably I think I was nine years old that was probably my first rock collection and of course now you know all around my place I can't I mean I I'm such um I I'll walk down and pick rocks up off the grass, you know, the, the dirt and I'll look at it and I'll be like, Oh my gosh, this is beautiful. How do people not see this? They think it's a rock. Look, it's gorgeous. Um, I so I, I am a rock collector, uh, but I collect things. I don't know what they are, but mm-hmm. I also still, I still can't resist another bag of beautiful stones and um, exactly. And, and then, yeah, so I, I, I'm totally identifying with all these little passages in your in your <laughs> life. So I love that. Um, you know, uh, I think when we were talking, I, I do um, past life hypnosis, right? And so when somebody has this, this uh, I like to you know talk about intuition. When somebody has this intuitive or or natural draw to something that they don't in this lifetime seem to have a source for. I always think, you know, I wonder what you or who you were in the past. What did you do with those stones and with those oils? And and maybe someplace in there, you know, you have this uh, uh, energetic memory. And, mm-hmm. and so you are repeating and or expanding on that in this lifetime. So I think that's cool. You have the, this passion. And like sometimes we just don't know where it came from, but it sure is it, we're drawn to it. So you must have been a shaman, you know, and, and so with all the oils and the stone. Yeah. yeah. And how Yeah, no, absolutely. It's funny how it's all integrated and how it is now part of like, I mean, I'll tell you that one of the biggest time consuming um, aspects of my businesses have been educating and educating and educating. And I remember saying, Oh, if I have to teach introductory aromatherapy one more time, I'm going to die. It's like, so what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And um, so now a lot of that is much, you know, it's, it's more common. It's common. It's commonplace. Right. And just like gluten-free, like I've been gluten-free for 30 years and people, honestly, my family used to make fun of me. And now they're like, Oh yeah. You know, Oh, that's gluten-free as if it's like, okay, now, (laughs) you know, or I'll get compliments like yourself and people and you're like, Oh, so you may not look you know, necessarily that many years in business or what have you. And I'll, I'll tell people like, oh yeah, my girlfriend's gluten-free or yeah, I use aromatherapy now. And so it's very, it's very common. I did one of those uh, cheek swab things. Uh, no, that was different, but one of those things, the, the, the haircut where I sent okay. in to get analyzed about, you know, certain things. And, 
and it was very helpful because I was sort of like, why do I always feel crappy and bloated or whatever, you know, like, and I had not mm-hmm. tied it down. So that was useful to find out that um, cheese, which I love is not necessarily my friend. So. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like, oh, Absolutely. Well, that explains that, you know, certain things. So it's really interesting as, and the gluten too. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's unfortunate. Like a friend of mine who's very sensitive to gluten she says she goes to Europe and she has no problem with bread. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so it has something to do with whatever's put on the fields or, or such and additives, mm-hmm. but that's a whole mm-hmm. other story. So it's that's, good. That's <laughs> a whole other show. Yeah. They could do a whole show on that. So yeah. wh- what are you doing now? Wh- where are you now in your, in your passions? Right. So I really think that it's come together because my experience as being an entrepreneur Also, I think um, being an entrepreneur at a time where it wasn't necessarily common and also a woman entrepreneur wasn't necessarily common. So I have a great lineage around um, helping empower um, people in general, where before it was like, you know, helping my sisters get to get to a place of entrepreneurship and getting okay with that and juggling the family and what have you. So I believe I've kind of put it all together. The best way I can describe myself is probably health, wellness and wealth. I, I really that's where it comes together. I, I, you know, I had the opportunity, they, they, I know the number because they, you know, we decided to count that up when they were putting my website together. And I've done over 30,000 treatments on people. And I feel super great to be able to help people in their health, not only just from a relaxation standpoint, but right now I really work with people from a long-term cellular level. And I've been talking cellular health on stages for a long time. So I think my love for helping people has gone really into And we call it anti-aging, but really I call it more like life preserving and it's optimizing where you're at. So I really, I'm super funky about the brain, lymphatic system, mitochondria, and really helping people and educating people on the power of optimizing those and just how that is um, not only good to you for your body, but for all sorts of things, particularly the brain. And so the health and wellness part of it really does fall in that anti-aging sector. And so I am in a company right now. I, I had my companies for 17 years. I converted those companies, had this beautiful studio, and I've been working with a company that distributes, ironically, <laughs> holistic, anti-aging, gluten-free, you know, vegan um, products that people can use on their skin, their body, their brain, take it internally to do what? Guess what? Optimize the mitochondria, clean the lymphatic system, weight loss, all those natural aspects of one's health from a cellular level. So I get to, I've gone from, you know, banging down the door, trying to get people to like, you know, not do things or to do things that were unusual, you know, don't do that. And please do this. Um, That was kind of breaking ground to a place where I get to have this platform of having this relationship with this company where I get to turn people onto that. And then the wealth part that comes into it is I do lots and lots of coaching and mentoring and training and teaching, not only on our podcasts and things like that, where we have vehicles for entrepreneurs, but also for people to come into my business and work with me, hang out with me. And we build, well, I build a local and international team of people that share the same information about those products. And, you know, predominantly those people that are coming in, they're looking for an extra side, something in relationship to what they're doing, or someone like myself saw something really quite big. And I've shifted over to really this being the main part of what I do for a living. 
Um, and of course, you know, as you know, sharing information is super important and having a platform. So having the podcast, um, I have a podcast where people can come and listen to lifepreneurs and entrepreneurs and, and lifepreneurs is an interesting word because yeah, people I like the like, word. Yeah. And it's people that are doing things in the world. They may not necessarily want to be an entrepreneur. They might love working for somebody else or having their career bank somewhere else, but they have the zest that you have, you know, you're an entrepreneur clearly, right. Putting it together and that creativity. And so they have a creative project or something that's making a big impact that we feel people need to hear about, or they need to align with them for a reason. Um, and so that's what I'm doing now. We just published a book through that media, through that media house, you know, 20 powerful women and network marketing tell all. And Great. it's a, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's books and um, podcasts, but predominantly it's really sharing the benefits of the, of, you know, holistic health products that are going to sustain people. And what's the name of your podcast? The podcast is the true that show. True that. The true that show. Is it uh, true D-A-T? True, true, like yeah. T-R-U-E. Uh -huh. True. Yeah, true that. So people come on and talk about the truth. Okay. You know? Yeah. And so people can just look that up and you're floating around. How else can they find you? If, if someone wanted to work with you personally, uh, yeah. coaching. And so you say you coach in um, wealth coaching, life coaching, all sorts like helping people find direction or, or whatever, you know, they're looking for you. Do you kind of, do you specialize in particular one way or another with coaching? Yeah. So well, it's interesting because I have, um, so they, everybody can go. It's super easy, super easy. Deb Okay. So it's D E B D R U M M O N D Deb Drummond.com. It's my name. So it's yeah. not Deborah Deb. Gotcha. Um, and they can go on there and they can find all sorts of, uh, lectures and coaching information at what seems to come to me, right. Are people that are looking their, their other in their career, they're super happy where they are, that they can't break the ceiling, uh -huh. even though there isn't one. So a exactly. lot of entrepreneurs come to me and they're like, I know I can do whatever I want to do. I know I can go to wherever I want to go. I just, I, I'm scratching at my own glass ceiling. And so I'm really good at getting people over that hump. I'm also really good at working with people that kind of come in and they're like, I need something. I want something. I'm not really sure what it is. Um, it usually probably falls in that kind of financial different life. I'm, you know, that kind of where they have to do that interpersonal development work. So um, most people come to me for the arena around business, uh, wealth accumulation, changing paths, changing careers. I used to right. teach, I don't know, 15 different types of massage. And I had people used to come to me. I really want to live a holistic life. I really want to have a business in this business, but I make so much money in like film industry or I'm this, or I'm, right. Caught, I'm caught with that. So I help people transfer into their path, I guess. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So all this information, all your links, I will make sure I get them and put them down for people in the information that's underneath uh, either the YouTube or the podcast so you, they can find you. Is there anything else you want to share or, you know, just tell people a last message? Yeah. You know what? I think when we talk about intuition and following our intuition, um, I think that for me, I want to, you know, be transparent in that 
not everything that I followed, not every piece of intuition I've gotten, I've followed. And I left a beautiful story with how I really followed my intuition and it un- literally unlocked the door to a lifetime of a whole new way of living and thinking. But there's times where I haven't followed my intuition or I've been too scared to follow my intuition yeah. or I have a sense of something, but the denial, you know, there's also denial and you're like, you don't want that to be right. You want it to go this way or what have you. And yeah. so I think that just to let people know that, you know, there's been times where, you know, I, I probably knew when I researched back into my own self that that was probably not going to be the best decision, but I wanted it to be the right decision. Yeah. So there's kind of a, kind of a joke between, you know, uh, people that are fairly intuitive. It's like, oh yeah, sometimes you're like, mm, mm-hmm. I knew that. Yeah. So if you don't, you know, it's, and, it, and it's hard it's hard sometimes to know what is, what is your wants and what is really your intuition trying to tell you. So sometimes it's hard to decipher and that's where having a trusted person that you can talk to. Like I have a great business partner and she's amazing. And so I'm like, I'm getting this. I think I kinda, and then you get someone else's perspective that you trust. Yeah. So it's not, it's not an easy thing to learn how to trust your intuition. And you're usually going to get your kind of, you might get you know, you might get, got punched a little bit until you, until you nail that system down, but it's a lifelong journey. I mean, now it's pretty quick, right? But it's a, it's a lifelong journey to get there. And I think the more you listen to it, uh, the easier it gets to hear. So a lot of people will just squash it down and say, no, I'm in a money. There's our little reminder job that, uh, you know, that's paying money. So I'm going to ignore this poll. But then, mm-hmm. you know, what's the balance between money and living your passion, right? And ideally, if people, I think, honestly, if people follow their passion, that the money will follow it. Uh, so, and you're a good example of that. Well, thank you. Because I'm going through that again, exactly right now. I've got, a, I've got a pull and I'm super happy and I'm doing what I'm doing, but I've been getting some pretty clear messages and I'll just put the word out there, perfume. I'm not telling any more than that. I've got an NDA being signed. And so there's going to be a new venture that's going to come into my life. And I caught myself doing the same thing this morning. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm super uh, grateful for where my lifestyle is and what my life choices have got me to so far. And if I spend some time over here, is it going to take away from that? And I literally had to stop myself going, that's hilarious. And I'm like, okay, I know, you know, so. And you know what? I always tell people that are afraid to make a shift. I say, you can always change back. You know, you can always go, yeah, I'm going back where I was, you know, like even moving out of a city or whatever, you know what, nothing's written in stone. If you don't want it, go back. And then it's like, oh, I never thought about that because we think we think so like concretely that there aren't always options. So yeah, Yeah. I look forward to um, finding out more about that when you get to share it. So that's Well, Deb, thank you so much for being here. And I really appreciate you being my guest. I loved hearing about you. And um, I look forward to talking to you again soon. And I'm just going to stop the recording. And thank you, everyone, for being here at Intuitive Journey for Desiree. And I will see you next time. Bye.